everybody. I am talking today with Graham Sharp of the Steep Canyon Rangers, and their latest album, Radio, is out on Rounder Records. So Graham, if I'm not mistaken, I heard you wrote eight of the songs for the album, including the title track, Radio. What inspired you to write that song, and why did you all choose to make it the title track? Well, you know... The inspiration for it was pretty simple, you know. I was, uh, I guess, we were in the process of moving. I was in the process of moving last year and just digging through some old stuff. And I actually pulled out a uh, cassette tape, an old mixtape, um, that my brother made me, you know, years and years ago. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of brought back, you know, the whole um, world of sort of, you know, that time and place. And I just tried to kind of capture that in the song and, you know, kind of how music can really define a moment in your life, um, you know, and it's a, it's a great way to sort of mark your mark your time. So that's kind of what the song's about. Talk to me a little bit about your songwriting process. Where do you gather inspiration? Um, you know, I try to I try to read a lot. Um, I find that if I'm when I'm when I am reading a lot, I've, I'm uh, not necessarily writing about those things in particular, but it just kind of uh, sort of primes the creative process. Mm-hmm. And um, but I also try to have you know lots of different strategies for it. So. You know, sitting down and just writing lyrics didn't work in one day. Um, maybe try to write a melody on the guitar or so and go back to that or just sort of go for a walk and sing melodies in your head. So I try to have, you know, a handful of different ways to write songs so that, you know, there's they can kind of come at any time. All right. What have you been reading lately? Well, let's see. I just finished um, I just finished a uh, George Washington biography because we played up in D.C. with the uh, National Symphony Orchestra at the Kennedy Center a couple weeks ago. So I figured I could bone up on some of that. It was kind of all about the Constitutional Congress and, and that whole era of uh, Washington's career that I didn't know about. But I read, I read mostly fiction. You know, earlier this year, uh, a book that I did really draw on, I read a Alice Monroe collection of short stories called Runaway, I think, and that primed like four or five songs, you know, all based around, you know, people uh, leaving their homes and, and uh, trying to get back home and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, I love to read and it's a nice side product that it, uh, it helps what I do. Yeah, they they say that all great writers read. So I, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, you got to you got to you got to put stuff in if you're going to if you're going to put stuff out, I guess is a very poor way to put it. But yeah. <laughs> How does collaboration play a part in the process of putting together an album with six people in the band? How does everybody add their voice? Well, you know, we'll, we'll get the songs written and our bass player, Charles, uh, you know, writes kind of balance of the songs. And, you know, between the two of us, I think we have two very distinct styles, which sort of, I think, make for a nice balance throughout a record. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll bring something into the band and, and go through it and, you know, just hope that there's things in it that catch people's ears. There are things in it that people can say, okay, well, I like this, or I like this little melody, or I like 
you know, how can we build on this and like highlight this part of the song? So it's, you know, it's, it's always scary to put your songs in front of other people, you know, they're your babies. Right. But you, but to have the trust where you say, okay, you know, I want this outside perspective and, you know, y'all let's figure out now as a group what the strongest points of this song are and how we can really bring that out and make the most of it. So, I mean, it's, it's a really gratifying uh, process and, you know, it's, it's um, it would be much simpler if it weren't a complete democracy. You know, democracies are, are messy, but uh, that's just kind of our process. And I think we have a lot of strengths instrumentally and uh, vocally, and just in the composition-wise within the band. So it, it it's a it's fun when something really turns out and it is a product of everybody. So how do you all work together and stay strong after so many years as a band after nine? nine records well you know i mean the band started as really a group of friends um before we were a band we were just buddies who liked to hang out together and we've tried to maintain that and we've tried to be smart about how we do it so you know we have families back home and so that everything is sustainable and that you know there's not all these different pressures pulling people in all different directions Mm -hmm. but you know we we really look out for each other and, and try to make sure everybody has their voice heard and uh you know just we still have a we still have a great time together so i think you know when you can when you can be successful Mm -hmm. and also enjoy it uh that's you know all you can ask for so your album radio is your ninth studio release um how is it different how did you guys keep it fresh this time well you know i think the music is a little different just because it's our first record where we've really been touring with a percussionist. We added a percussionist about two or three years ago. Um, but, you know, we've been touring with him and we're working the songs out with the percussionist, which, you know, makes you think a little bit more about the groove and sort of the feel and stuff like that. Um, so that's, you know, that was, I think, a kind of a fresh, you know, a breath of fresh air to bring to the process. But our, our basic process is always the same. You know, the end, res- end result may vary but you know we just bring as many songs as we can and just work through stuff and just try to try to pick the best material and not try to pigeonhole it and say well this record has to be this or this record has to be that just kind of treat every song how we think it needs to be treated and then just kind of um pick among the ones we feel fit fit together the best like dear abby told me my shrink gave his okay the self-help book implored me jubilation day so you guys tour solo and you tour with steve martin who you're in chicago with tonight how are how are the vibes in those two shows different what do you like most about collaborating with steve and then when you guys have your solo shows With Steve, I mean, he's just such a amazing performer, and um, but then off the stage, he's just a relentlessly, endlessly creative guy. You know, whether he's writing books or plays or albums or uh, you name it. So, mm-hmm. um, I think you know his personality really comes through in the show, just kind of through because on the show we do with Steve, we do primarily all songs that he's written. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's you know we're we're kind of the straight men on that show, and you know we stand back and let him kind of do his thing. 
But, uh, you know, when, when he's talking and he's hilarious, you know, having the world's greatest stand-up comedian as your MC on stage is pretty strong. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we have a great collaborative process with Steve. You know, like last night after the show, we were in Indianapolis and we've been hanging out after the show. And Steve comes into the dressing room and he's got his banjo and he's like, oh, I've got this melody and a few lyrics and what do you think? And we sat down and 45 minutes later we had a whole new song that we went and performed for the rest of the people in the other dressing room who were hanging out. So, you know, being around Steve is, is really inspiring just how creative and how dedicated he is to that process. Wow, that sounds awesome. Will we get to hear that song tonight? Uh, I seriously doubt it. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that big, but it's, it's Understood. pretty good. He, uh, he, he wanted a, it's a Caribbean sort of sea shanty almost kind of thing. It's really neat. Oh. But, um, but, you know, and then on the flip side of that, when we do our shows, you know, that's our voice and kind of the product of all the years that, that we've been together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, we have a really strong identity, um, you know, as, as our band. And I feel like we... Or, you know, have kind of a unique voice sort of in the bluegrass world and kind of crossing over into a little bit more of the, I don't know, Americana sort of world. But um, mm. so, you know, it's, to be able to do both is, is wonderful because it keeps them both fresh. So this is a story song. And, um, well, I'll explain what a story song is in case you're an idiot. Um, it's a song that tells a story. Uh, So this is a new one to add to the genre. It's called Pretty Little One. Saw a girl at a picture show, walked right up and said hello. Seemed to me like a girl in need. I'm a guy who's built for speed. You and me could have some fun, you pretty little one. So speaking of bluegrass uh where do you see bluegrass heading in popular culture just in general what's what does the future look like you know i mean looking at like the young people who play bluegrass now i think that a lot of the young people who are virtuosic in music and maybe 20 years ago were all playing you know violins and horns or jazz and stuff like that you know there's a population of them who are now going into bluegrass so the level of musicianship is, is pretty staggeringly high. And I see that really kind of moving, you know, kind of moving that section of bluegrass really forward into the, maybe into the musical mainstream, or maybe to just kind of create its own sort of niche. But, um, you know, in the, in the traditional world, the bluegrass is kind of where we came up um, in the Southeast, kind of the festival circuit, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We still have deep, deep ties to that. And, you know, that part of the music is, is still strong. It still has, you know, great bands who are really dedicated to, you know, the traditional the traditional way of playing bluegrass. And so I I hope that that part of the music, you know, won't go away because mm-hmm. you know it's really special special to us as a band. And you know we we kind of oscillate in our shows between sort of progressive stuff and more traditional stuff. So, um, you know, I I think I think people. I think people need to to be able to hear, you know, current bands doing that uh, that style of, of bluegrass. Just to just you know, it's, I don't think it's ever going to get lost, but it, it is something that 
sometimes the simplicity of it is deceptive and it's actually harder to be simple than it is to be complicated and intricate. It's a break. It's a cold heartbreak. When you find somebody and it just doesn't take. Who am I to disagree when you love somebody but you can't set them free? Well, I just have two more questions for you. I wanted to definitely uh, ask if you could tell me about um, some of your guys's uh, like charitable endeavors, like the Mountain Song Festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Mountain Song Festival is a uh, it's a festival we just celebrated our tenth anniversary, and our guitar player started it. His mom was on the board of the Boys Girls Club in Transylvania County, North Carolina, which is. Uh, Half the band lives in that county. Half the band lives one county over in Brooklyn County. Um, and uh, it's raised, you know, it has this great community support to it, great sponsors and uh, great volunteers and staff. And it's raised over half a million dollars, I guess, now for the Boys and Girls Club there in uh, Transylvania County. Wow, that's great. And and part of that goes to kind of a youth uh, strings program they have there, trying to just give everybody in the community access to the instruments and the instruction. Um, and then uh, then we also partner with uh, Oscar Blues Brewery. Does uh, like Dale's Pale Ale and stuff like that. And uh, being living in Asheville and around Western North Carolina, it's had a huge influx of breweries in the last few years. And Oscar Blues has a has a program called Candade, which is their kind of charitable outreach arm. And I guess just last week we did a... Um, did a, a program at an arts-based uh, public school uh, back in Asheville that, you know, Candade uh, bought them 20 brand-new guitars for their music program there, and we went over there and put on some workshops and stuff like that with the with the kids, and it was fantastic. And so, yeah, our, it seems like we, we gravitate towards uh, kids and doing stuff with, with kids, which I love doing, you know, being in a band that's, out of town and away from home a lot. It's great mm-hmm. to have a way to tie back into your community like that. That's great, and we're really big on keeping the kids in the arts, too. So it's wonderful to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with me this afternoon. What can we uh, expect next for you and the Steep Canyon Rangers? Well, let's see. I mean, you know, we've got a, got a lot of big festivals uh, coming coming uh, next year. You know, festival season's come our busiest time. We'll be at Bonnaroo next year. And, um, you know, um, uh, Merle Fest and a bunch of, you know, bigger festivals like that. I think we're going to record a few more songs to Steve here over the winter. So I don't know exactly what the plans are for that. But right now we're doing this show. This is the last one of this tour. So this, this show has Steve Martin and Martin Short on it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty hilarious show. We'll probably do, you know, another 30 of those next year. So, you know, I mean, we don't. We don't have any plans to really change what we're doing. We just try to, um, you know, grow a little bit every year and, and uh, stay dedicated and stay smart. All right. Where can people find your music? Well, you, know, you can you can always find it online. Um, we also have a neat thing we've been doing on an app called Mixler that um, when we do our own shows, we broadcast a lot of our own shows live. Um, oh, cool. It's a great way if you're just sitting around the house on a, on a night and uh, kind of want to be there in the venue with it. Um, we'll broadcast our shows live on Mixler, so that's a that's a good way to sort of catch up with fans and see what we're doing live because live is always a little different from the album. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you, and I will see you guys tonight. Likewise. Well, I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you again to Graham Sharp. Thanks again to WGN Radio, Hard Times Records, and my partner, Tim Apuli. I'm Rachel Woodall. Until next time, this has been Artistic License. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.